0: dating typically this is kind of how uh, this goes usually I'll um, I'll say hey if it happens and I find more and more it's not if but it's when uh, that that it seems to to be the case and you guys this natural progression happens uh, that, that I see where we go from attraction right I'm attracted to that person it's usually how it starts to connection there's like commonality there's maybe some things that you both enjoy or like or um, some type of activity or whatever it may be, some club or or a major that you're both in, um, and then it goes to dating. Like That's kind of that natural progression. And then what I find is once you actually arrive at your dating, then you start dealing with the real and the difficult things. That's kind of what I've observed uh, in the last Five years now being here and having, you know, being around the campus quite a bit and connecting with college students. It's attraction, it's connection. And then we date. And then when we get into the dating arena, that's when we would like start to unpack some of these these big deals, these, these big things in our lives, these things that are important uh, to us. Because the connection phase for the most part, you're you're talking, but you're not going that deep. You're sharing some general things with your family, but you guys, ultimately what you're looking for is validation that the attraction equals connection. Like that's what you're looking for. Um, And and so uh, when we think about like that process, the thing that I see that is unhealthy and where we get into a lot of of trouble is we wait for that um, deep, um, honest, critical conversation. We wait till we're already dating to have it. Um, And at that point, someone has something to lose by being really honest, right? And you don't want to lose it because you're infatuated, you're in this relationship that seems to be going well, you're obviously both attracted to each other. Uh, Depending on what you've done physically, there is even more uh, potential of this unhealthy connectedness um, to, to where it makes it even harder uh, to sit down and have an honest, real conversation. Um, and, and so a lot of times those things don't happen or they just stay very uh, surfacey. And so this talk typically, I give you the, the, the tools, the keys. Like I said, go back, listen to that teaching. It's in the fall, 2021. Um, what I want to talk to you about tonight before we open this up is the most important thing, if, if you're a Jesus follower, okay? I want to preface that because if you're not, That's the the biggest decision for you tonight. The thing that, that I want to challenge you with is if you're going to date somebody, you both need to be pursuing God. Okay? That is the most important thing. It's the most important thing. In fact, I could do this whole talk and ultimately would come back to that. And it would point to that. You know why? Because you guys, that is the one thing I know, that if if you and the other person, if you are both doing that, I feel at peace. You know why I feel at peace? Because ultimately, it's no longer you and them, it's God's relationship, and I am fully confident that if you need to break up, God will break you up. If you need to marry that person, God will make that clear. Every single time, I know that. If you both are pursuing him. If one of you's pursuing him and the other isn't, that's not going to happen. Okay, uh, but if you both, or if none of you are, then it's a crapshoot. But if you're both pursuing him, then ultimately I know and I feel at peace that if 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 God wants it to be done, it will be done. Like He always brings what needs to be brought to the surface if you both are pursuing God. He does every single time, um, and and if you're and and like I said, if if one of you is, one of you uh, isn't, that is a recipe for some major struggles, some disconnects, some probably some deception uh, in that. Because um, and, and and here's what I also mean by that: when I say following him and pursuing him, that's different than someone saying I'm a Christian or I believe in God. Okay? Can you all look at me and nod your head? There is a huge difference between I'm trying to follow him, pursue him, then I believe this. All right? Um, so it's, it's asking the question, am I pursuing him? Are they pursuing him? And if both of us are, you guys, green light. Let's go. Let's, let's see what... Let's see what's happening. Because if you're both determined to do that, we don't have to have all these conversations about, well, could I do this? Can I do that? How much is too far? Like this? Like what? What do we do? Like, like, No, I I just know that that you're going to have a lot of clarity in those uh, things. Okay, so that is the thing that I want to just preface all of this with. If you will do that moving forward, you will save yourself. And whoever else you're dating, incredible, you'll save incredible heartache, okay? You will, and you'll, you'll save uh, yourself from um, a lot of questions and a lot of struggles, all right? That is the number one thing that, that I ask, you know, when I connect with someone, or if you ask me, do you think I should date? I'm going to ask what, I'm not going to ask what, you know, like, oh, do they know this or that? I'm going to say, what are they pursuing? Who are they pursuing? If they're not, then what are you doing, Right? And, and so that is the baseline for this. Now, uh, with that being said, let's, uh, let's do this, okay? All right. Will, what's my first question? How do you gently let someone down when they are interested in you and you are not interested in them? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> how do you... Okay, the question is, <laughs> how do you gently let someone down who's interested in you and you're not interested. Stop looking around. That's not fair, okay? Oh, uh, how do you gently let someone down who's into you and you're not into them? Okay, here is the best way to do this. The best way to do this is is to, one, make sure that any difficult conversation you're going to have with someone that uh, wants to be with you or that. Make sure that what you say is done in love. Okay, so uh, I, if you're gonna have a difficult conversation with someone, you got to remember that that's someone made in the image of God. God loves them deeply, and God has an incredible plan for them. Now, what you're trying to communicate is I'm not God's plan for you, right? And 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 so what what you have to do is communicate that out of love, and 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 care. Be respectful, and, um, and then you have to be honest, okay? Honesty, and I know that's very cliche, but you guys, so many people when it comes to this, they're not honest, right? And, and, and they have the conversation in such a nice way that the person actually goes away liking them more now. Because they did it just so nicely, and they weren't honest. They were like, yeah, I just don't think right now we're in the same spot, but maybe later. And the person that likes you is like, later? Like, oh my gosh, like maybe in a month, maybe in like two. So I just got to like maintain, right? So here's the thing that I see is you have to be very honest. Very honest. Okay, lovingly, but very honest. And, And I'll say this too, firm. Like you have to be firm, and I don't try to single out by gender, but I will say this. Ladies, this is going to be more difficult for you. It just will be from what I've seen, because guys just get this weird, like, I don't even know. It's kind of creepy. It's like, it's it's almost like, you know, they call it puppy dog syndrome, right? And and it's just like, and you got to like, just like, so for some some of us guys were so like it's going to work, it's going to work, it's going to work, and we just need a girl to just hammer that it's not. OK? And so just be honest. That, that would be my biggest thing. is be honest. out of love, you're like, you just said, drop the hammer. OK? <laughs> Lovingly drop the hammer. OK? So out of love and, uh, and, and respectfully, just be very, very clear and honest. And I'll say this: as you need to be honest as soon as possible don't, if you know this is going on, don't let it keep going, okay, because y- y- here's the deal, you, you may be leading someone on, this guy or girl, and may not even know it, but once you get a little bit of that vibe, like, you should be honest up front, honest and up front, and just say, hey, you know, I don't know, this is kind of how I'm feeling, what, what's going on here, and if they reciprocate that, then, um, then you, you need to clarify, right, You clarify like, hey, I I do think there's something here, or you know what, I don't. And here's the other thing you need to say. If I do feel like there's something there, I'll let you know. Okay, now what that does is that eliminates them hanging around and continuing to text you. Okay, you've now said, I'll let you know. Okay, so now you've taken it completely uh, away from this weird, because the weirdest space is that in-between space, right? So you have to create a clear line there. Otherwise, you're going to have this weirdness for a long time. So the, the best way to do it is if I feel differently, I'll let you know. Okay? We all good there? Any question? You're like, no, you said it's anonymous. Uh, you know, anonymous. Uh, but you can text a follow-up to that if you want. All right, what's the next one? Okay, um, one is what I started out with, okay? Who are you both pursuing? I would say that is the number one thing that you have to define early on and define it before you start dating them, right? You don't want to wait till you're dating to then find out, where they're at on that a lot of times by the time you're dating you're already head over heels you're already emotionally attached involved and depending on that process to starting to date like some of you are nuts out the gate uh others of you are slower um but you do need to know that by the time you're dating the like it's changed already things have changed You're no longer getting to know each other. You're now like you've crossed this line. That's why I encourage people to do pre-engagement counseling. Once you're engaged, everything changes. Okay, there's a deadline now, right? You got a ring on your finger. There's a deadline. There's family members all involved excited about a date. So it's tough to unpack things sometimes when there's already a deadline, right? It's a lot easier when there's not a ring on their finger, and there's not this expectation, there's not an arrival point, and you can actually then have some real and honest conversations without feeling all the weight of both your families, right? Um, and so I would say the number one thing is both be pursuing him, and, and, uh, and then what I would say is um, being very clear about what honoring him looks like to you within this dating relationship. So you both have, you know, we call it the DTR talk, right? But you have to uh, clearly establish, you know, where you're at and how you want each other to interact during this season. You got to be clear, right? Otherwise, one of you is going to be guessing. And so, like, you got to be clear. We want to honor God. We want to pursue him. But then then, here's the thing. Depending on someone's background, religion, church, that means a ton of different things, right? Um, Like, I was joking with one of you today, and, and one of you was telling me, and I'm not singling you out, but one of you was like, my parents were like, you cannot kiss someone. If you kiss them, it's a sin. And, uh, and, 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 and like, and like that, so, so like that was a narrative being pushed, being pumped into you, right? And so, uh, you need to be clear, like we say, pursuing God, well, what does that mean to you? So you need to be able to clarify what that means to you in a dating relationship, they have to be able to communicate what that means to them, because ultimately, if you're going to honor him, you're going to honor each other, right? And that's what's so important, okay? Okay. I mean, the, the best thing ever is when you're honoring each other and 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 you come to, like, it, like, if there's a breakup and both people have been honoring each other and honoring their desires, it's so good. It's, like, refreshing, right? It's, it, it, it's a good thing. It's a healthy thing. And you both walk away going, you know what? We did everything right, and I, I hope and wish and pray for you for the best, and it's the same thing, okay? That's how you want to break up, right? Um... Unfortunately, that's rare, very rare. In fact, I don't think I've ever heard that <laughs> with, with college students, right? And so that's why I think, I think it's, it's defining where you want to be and then defining what it looks like to get there. And you both have to agree to that, okay? That can't be, a, well, you think this, I think that. Well, then you need to have a conversation. Bring clarity into it, bring understanding, and uh, I think that will help you. Is that the question? Okay, what's the next one? Keep texting, keep texting.
1: How do you steward your relationship to best set up both parties for future relationships and the relationship with each other
0: if the relationship ends? Okay, well, here's the thing. If you, are, if you are dating, this is the best thing I can tell you. You are either, well, one of the mindsets I've tried to, a dot. Well, not anymore, because I'm not dating. But uh, one of the things I've done when I'm date- on dates, like uh, I think, a healthy mindset is: if they don't marry you, they're going to marry somebody else. And if you don't marry them, you're going to marry someone else. And someone else is probably right now dating your future husband or wife. How do you hope they treat them, right? How are you hoping, uh, like if, if you're a girl right now and let's say there's a guy that's gonna be your husband, let's say he's in a relationship right now with someone else, how do you hope that relationship's going right now? You're like, I hope it fails. Well, it's gonna fail, right? I hope she's awful. Like, No, like like you want that to be, like, I want him to be wounded so I can pick him up, right? Uh, like, no, you you hope that they're honored, right? And, it, and, it, and the same thing, like, uh, if, if you're a guy right now and and some other guy's dating your future wife, how do you hope she's being treated? And that's always helped me. to it, One, it, it's helped me to be respectful, knowing, listen, if I don't marry her, someone else is going to marry her, you know? And And for you ladies, like, if you don't marry him, someone else is going to marry him. And so I think, I think one of the ways um, that, that we can, you know, I, I think it does come back to how do you honor someone else? How do you honor the image of God in someone else? And we should just be doing that all the time, even more so if it's somebody that we're considering marrying. Because you guys aren't dating for fun at this point. At least I don't think you are. I hope you're not. If you are, you should break up. But if if you're dating, like when you're dating someone, you're you're at the age you're like thinking whether it's very like now or down the road. That's what you're dating for, okay? Is, is that and and so I just I think that um, if if you're not if you're not being clear if you're not honoring them, um, you are. I, I think it's it's unfair. I, I think it's wrong, and and you're you're hurting. What God may want to do in the future with that person, especially if you're manipulating them to get what you want. Okay, so I think I think it comes back to, for me, um, that thought of if someone else is dating who you're going to marry. How do you hope they're treating them? And then if you're in a relationship right now, you treat that person like that. Um, if you marry them, fantastic. If not, you pray that they're a better person because they dated you, right? Um, I, I still to this day, and I say this every time I do the dating talk. There is a uh, there's a girl in San Diego. And if I hadn't dated her, I would never have married Lindsay. And I'm so thankful for her. I'm so thankful for her because I had never dated a Christian like that. And I, I didn't even know Christians like that existed. And because of that relationship and how she treated me and, 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 and that when I didn't deserve that, that changed my whole perspective to where when I saw Lindsay, I knew it. And so like by how she honored God by treating me, I actually was then ready to marry who I ultimately married. And I think that's so cool. Um, So cool. And so I I think when you're in a relationship like that, you have to come to that realization, right, that that's what's going on. And you have this opportunity to honor somebody um, and, and do it right. Does that answer that question? Okay, what else? How
1: do you determine if you genuinely want to pursue someone or if you just like the
0: idea of a relationship? Okay, ask that again. Okay, how do you, let me repeat it. So how do you genuinely know if you want to be with someone or if you like the idea of being in a relationship? Um, Okay, well, I think what's really tough about that question is to understand that you have to have really good self-awareness. You have to really understand... um, are you actually, everybody tells me this, but it, it's rare. Are you actually content being single? Okay? Are you actually content being single? Now, you don't have to, like, answer me with your eyes right now. Some of you are like, like, you know what I mean? Like, like just think about it, right? Because we all say it. We want to say it. Are you actually content being single? If you're not content being single, that means you're approaching this from a place of need, Okay, um, and so if I'm not content being single, I'm now I'm needing this in my life, and and so when it comes to um, like that question, um, I would say you're already starting from an unhealthy place. You're already you're already uh, ill-equipped to answer that question because because you just know you're in need for fulfillment. Whether that's just companionship, uh, whether that's something physically, whatever that may be that's driving that, you feel incomplete if you're not in a relationship. And so that will hijack your ability to read where you're at with this person. So you have to, uh, you know, it's like, you, every, I feel like all these talks I've given on decision making, it starts with you understanding you and where you're at, where you're not at, and identifying what are your desires. Because if we, if we know our desires, we know that everything in our lives, we're pulling along towards our desires. So you may have somebody that's just a really good friend, but because you desire our relationship so so bad you hijack the friendship into this relationship and you don't even know right you just know you're in need and so you're pulling this and it may be that it may not and sometimes that's that's tough because you come to this conclusion after you've dated now that like oh we were this isn't really what it was about huh you know and so I I think you have to first know that that, that if, I'm in, if I'm in this place where I feel like I need this, that's an unhealthy place because I'm going to be dependent on this coming through for me in some way. And, and so you have to know that that's where you're at. And then uh, as far as knowing whether it's, it's somebody that uh, you're meant to be with uh, or it's just a, a relationship, I feel like that's a pressure that if you're both pursuing God, you will not feel. You just won't. Because he'll make it clear. He'll affirm. Right, he he'll affirm the steps you take, or he's fully capable of drawing a line and being like, okay, yeah, it's clear, right? Because you're both seeking him. So if you're both seeking him, he is going to honor that. He is going to he's not, like marriage is literally a picture of salvation. Do you think he's he's like wanting you to distort that image? No. So if you're both pursuing him, you will have the clarity with that. Okay, but the problem is a lot of us are just unwilling to be honest. Right that. I feel like I need this. And that's going to lead you into, um, you know, uh, distortion when it comes to identifying is there something here or not. So you have to be able to deal with where this um, unhealthy dependence, this need is coming from, this unmet need. You've got to deal with that with God first. Before you're going to like even be able to navigate this relationship that's meeting that need, right? Because they're meeting this need. That's what's so confusing is you're loving that component and you're like, well, are we supposed to then do this? Because I feel like I'm getting all of that and and it just gets, it it warps it, okay? Um, And so that's where you got to start. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay, how do you get to a place where you're able to let your guard down and open to being in a relationship again, probably after you've been hurt? That's the narrative? Okay, how do you let your guard down and um, and get, well, one is if, if it's coming from a place of hurt, don't run from that hurt. Deal with the hurt. Okay, that's the first thing, right? Don't go from hurt to oh, I'm going to be okay, like, like allow that, it sounds bad, but allow that hurt to run its course. Deal with it. Walk through it. It's painful. I hate it. I've gone through that. It sucks. There's no way around it. But unfortunately, you're going to learn more from that pain than probably any other lesson. You're going to learn so much in that from walking through that in a healthy way um, because I, I think, you know, when we think about being ready then to open up your heart and your mind uh, again, you won't be if you're still feeling that pain and reeling from that pain. So uh, I would say it's for you to like get to that point, It, it's almost impossible to do that well if you haven't fully dealt with the wound or the pain from a past relationship. And so that's why when um, that's why I'm, I'm always going to encourage you. If you're hurt really bad from a relationship, um, like, like let's, let's walk through that and, and, and encouraging you that it's going to be a process. And another person is not going to just pull you out of that and make you feel better. Okay, it's not. You got to you got to walk through that, go through that, grieve what you need to grieve and for some of you there's manipulation that you got to walk through in that because if it's not dealt with, you know, you may be great at faking it at first, but you're going to bring that into another relationship. And that's not fair. Right? That's not fair. It's not healthy. And and so you first have to deal with the pain if that's the narrative of the question you you got to deal with that pain, I would say, first, if you haven't dealt with that, you're not going to feel ready. You're going to push yourself to a place of being ready, convince yourself you're ready. But the things you don't deal with, they will reoccur. You will feel those things, and I'm, I'm not speaking from, like, you know, from studying that. I'm speaking from experience on that, okay? Because I, I dealt with that from not dealing with that and then bringing it into my marriage. So I don't want you to do that. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. And if there's que- like, just text away. Okay. Kind of along the same there. Is it right to forgive someone who has hurt you in a relationship? Okay. Is it right to forgive someone who has hurt you in a relationship? Um, if you are a Jesus follower, I mean, that's one of the toughest things to do, isn't it? Is to he says to forgive as he has forgiven you. That's tough. But that's where our definition of forgiveness comes from. And now, let's be clear on forgiveness. Forgiveness does not mean you start dating them again, right? Forgiveness doesn't even mean that when you see them, you don't feel gross. Forgiveness doesn't mean that, that you bring them right back into your life okay? That's not forgiveness, right? Some people misconstrue that, and they go, okay, so I got to forgive, so let's hang out again. It's like, no, stay the heck away from that person, to be honest. In a lot of cases, I would tell people that. So I think um, forgiveness is so tough depending on the depth of hurt you felt, okay? And I would say that, you know, in in Christian circles, we talk about, oh, forgive, forget, you know, like it's so easy. It's kind of like when we're in a trial in our life and we're just like, oh, like you just, you know, you just, you can get through it easy and God's good and all that. And so, um, and we, t- we treat forgiveness the same way. And guys, forgiveness is really, really hard. And sometimes it takes years, but I think the, the desire is to be committed to it. Like I am going to be committed and God right now, um, I'm going to, I'm going to keep working down that path uh, of forgiving that person and, and, and Lord, but but acknowledging you're hurt, you're in pain, um, it's not fair, all, all those things. Bring all of that to him, but ultimately, you, if you bring it to God, ultimately you will be able to forgive. Every single time you look at the stories that are out there of Christians that are able to forgive, and it, it'll blow your mind. Uh, like when we think of victims that have been able to forgive because of the love of Christ in their life. And they've said that. And, and so... Um, if you're trying to follow Jesus, that's what He asks us to do, and it's not going to happen overnight. But I think you go, "Am I committed to, you know, modeling and walking in that?" Okay, and you'll be able to at some point. All right, but it's not going to happen tomorrow. All right? Makes sense. Okay. Oh, how do you work through someone being unfaithful in a relationship? You forgive them and get right back together with them. I'm just kidding. It's what I did twice. Uh, that didn't work out. <laughs> you know, I would love. <laughs> um, <laughs> forgive, it's in the Bible. He just said it. Uh, how, do you, how do you respond? When, what was the question? <laughs> I'm so derailed now. I'm still mad. I'm still dealing with her. Um, what is it? How do, how do you work through someone being unfaithful? Okay, first thing is this. That hurts like nothing else in a relationship. Unfaithfulness, uh, in my experience, there is nothing uh I don't cry. Like hardly ever. And I remember the first time I from the same same girl. I'm like all these girls cheated on me, but one girl. And I remember like I, I cried. Like I cried. I mean, and I was so embarrassed I didn't know what to do with it. I turned on the shower, got in the shower, and just cried in the shower. You know, and I remember my mom going, what are you doing in there? Nothing. Uh, you know, I was just so hurt. I was hurt. And, and it was like, it was the deepest of pains. So, I would say betrayal like that, one, is that hurts like crazy. Hurts like crazy. What is the question? I'm so caught up in the pain of that. What What is it? How do you work for someone being unfaithful? How do you work in a, relationship? In a dating relationship? Okay, so... I think that, man, one thing that is critical is if you're committed to, if they're committed, if you're gonna continue in the relationship, one is you need to take a break. Okay, that's the first thing I would say. You need to take a break, and you need to see that person prove over time that they aren't who they were. Okay, that's what, because typically if you make a mistake in a relationship and you're the one who makes the mistake, you're gonna say and do everything right and you know them so you know what they want to hear you're going to say everything right to get them back okay and you know what they need to hear and how they need to hear it so if, if you're committed to like walking through the relationship and that with them you you have to one establish a break in the relationship and make it clear because if, if you don't make it clear they're probably going to continue to do some things in order to still get you back you need to see who they really are and, and so you need to be out of the picture for a little bit of this. So you need to take a break and then you need to give it time and don't tell them how much time, okay? You don't say, I need a month, okay? Because now in their mind, they're going, I can do anything for a month, right? So you don't tell them how much time. You say, listen, I need a break. I don't know how much time I need to work through this, but, but I'm in deep pain that you've caused me And I need to get counsel in this. I need to walk through the pain, the hurt, and I need to go to God with this. If you're trying to please Jesus in this, I need to go to God with this because how you treated me, what you did, in no way reflects him. And so I I need to go through that for myself and then then you need to figure out who you are because what you did, and it's tough because we're kind of painting a broad stroke, right? Like every situation in this is very, very different. You know, sometimes it, it, it's like a one-time thing. It's rarely ever a one-time thing. I'll just tell you that right now. Usually there's been things happening, so there, there's more of that. But you need to, what is going on with those lights? <laughs> Gosh, you need, to, uh, you need to have time to see that. And then once again, it's pursuing God, giving God the opportunity to, to speak truth into you. And you've got to be open to receiving it, okay? You've got to be open to receiving it. I couldn't, I was not in a healthy place. Well, I wasn't following God. So I just, I forgave him. Um, you know, the, the excuse seemed to make sense to me at that time. And, and it, was a, it was a huge mistake. So um, that's my encouragement uh, with, with that. Does that make sense? Is that helpful? I hope so. It's better than what my emotions tell me you should do to them if they do that to you. Okay, let's go. How
1: do you navigate your relationship?
0: How do you navigate through your relationship when one of you is in a spiritual drought? Okay? Well, the second part of that is how do you help one another without taking the responsibility the Lord Okay, guys, this that's actually a great question and it's going to happen. Because uh, when you read the Bible, which you should, you will see every single other than Jesus Leader, go through times of, of feeling like spiritual drought. You just see it uh, in them uh, different times, and, and it's not always like you can kind of read between the lines. Some of them are like, "No, they're perfect the whole time." Uh, but but you just know that that everybody uh, goes through seasons where they 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 feel like they're disconnected or maybe in a drought in their relationship uh, with God. Um, what what I would say is so encouraging about this is that's why we're in each other's worlds is for that, to pick each other up, right? To encourage each other. In fact, Hebrews tells us when we go to church, we should go to church with the mindset of how do I build somebody up? Because there's a lot of people that are going every Sunday feeling like they're in a drought. And so this shouldn't just be a dating thing. This should be a thing that you look at in your relationships as a whole. If it's a dating thing, you're gonna care even more, which is beautiful, right? Now, now you'd... I think maybe the fear in that, that I'm reading through in that question is like you become this savior complex in the relationship. And, and that's, not, that's not your role. Your role is to help point them back to God. Your role is to do what you can to help them fall back into love with Jesus. Whatever's causing that drought, uh, your job is to help connect them back there, not to connect them back to you, to him. So if I have a friend that's going through that, or let's say my wife is, is in this spiritual drought uh, right now, I, I'm not looking at Lindsay, my wife, going, how do I be her savior? I'm like, no, she knows, I know who her savior is, and, and how do I just help her, enable her, do what I can to help point her to him? And, and I'll tell you what it's not. It's not criticizing where she's at. It, it's, it's not going, what's wrong with you? Um, why aren't you spending as much time? You know, like that's not what it is. It's clearly she's going through a difficult season in a relationship with God. My job is to draw alongside her, encourage her, and help her in whatever way I can. And if you're in a dating relationship, that's your role. Your role is to help them any way you can to grow back into that relationship, that proximity that they need to have with God. And that's it. It's not how do I get them to do that, you know what I mean? Or how do I get that channel to go through me now? No, you cannot be that channel. Uh, you need them to be connected to him, okay? So that's that's the posture, right? You're not the Savior, right? You're continually asking, how am I pointing them to the Savior, right? That's, that's the goal. Does that answer that? Okay, great. Okay, hold on. I said it again. How do you balance
1: traits you're looking for in a partner? How
0: do you balance traits you're looking for in a partner? And you're
1: coming into a
0: relationship, and you're, lacking and you're coming into a relationship that's looking for those value traits. One is uh, you're, you are flawed and you do not know the future and you do not know the desires of your heart. Okay, so you can build all the traits you want. You can build this perfect build-a-bear spouse that you think you need. Um, ultimately, you need God's design for you, God's best for you, okay? So that's great. I, yeah, find out the traits, and even in dating, you're going to see traits that you like, and, and that, that that's fine, um, but you have to make sure, just like every other area of your life, that you're moldable to what God wants to do in it. And you just got to be aware that, that He may shock you with who that person actually is going to be, Okay? And, uh, and that's actually good because, once again, like I said, you don't know the full desires of your heart. Uh, you don't know the story, right? But he does. And so he knows exactly what's going to come in your life. He knows the partner you need to have to walk through those trials. He knows the type, the personality type uh, that needs to be there for you uh, and them to thrive together. I, I, I share this every dating series how um, there was a girl that I was with, and, and we were almost the same people. And I was like, this is perfect. Like we we're both extremely driven. We we're both passionate. We we're both leaders. We we're both speakers. It was like we are going to conquer the hill together. I mean, look out! Like this is stupid. We're going to start a church. I mean, it's going to be nuts. And um, and it's so crazy because my my wife now she's like none of that. Like, we're not going home going, how do we conquer the hill together? Like, like she's like, are you coming to bed? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, you know, we're not, that's not it. And she is not like, like, she would never get up here and be like, hey, let's do this Q&A together. Like, that's just not, that's not her. Now, when I was like building out what I thought it was going to be, I built out all these things. And she's not a lot of them. And she is perfect. Like, she is exactly what was God's best for me. That's why I'm going to Ohio tomorrow for her. Okay? I hate Ohio and I'm going there for her. She is God's best. And that—that that is exactly what I needed. I did not know what I needed though. And so it's fine to, to take notes and we all have these things that we're looking for and that, that's great, but don't be glued to that. Allow yourself to be flexible and moldable. God is the one shaping the clay. Let him do his thing promising you it'll be way better than what you do, okay? There you go. Last one, because we're at too long. Last one. Make it a good one. How are you supposed to know what a godly
1: marriage looks like when you have never seen one in your life? Hmm. Mm.
0: That is good. That's a great question. I want to say like Amen to that question. How do you what how do you what? Read it. So I say to the podcast people. How
1: are you supposed to know what a godly marriage looks like when you have never seen one
0: in real life? How are you to know what a godly marriage looks like when you have never seen one in real life? Okay. Um, unfortunately, that is probably most of us, if I was taking a poll. I think most of us, even those of us with parents that maybe are Christians, uh, we probably have not seen that, more than likely modeled very well. And, and so one of the things that I think is, is really important is to, you know, you got to go back to the creator, right, who originated it. Like that's where you go. And ultimately, marriage was created, you know, by God. So it wasn't man, it wasn't, you know, our thing that we're like, hey, we should do this. It was God's creation, and it is ultimately a picture of Jesus in the church. Okay, so so how it functions, how the roles are played out, is to be a picture of Christ and the church. And and so you see these roles, these defined roles for, for a man and a woman, and how they're to operate and navigate with each other and work together. And it's literally a picture of Christ in the church. And what we see is a different kind of love, right? Like Jesus did what for the church? Gave his life for the church. He served the church. He led through humility, right? And and you see the church respond in that. And and ultimately our marriage is is to be a picture of, of that. It's to be a picture of the gospel message. And and so I think I think one thing that we tend to do is try to look for somebody and just have their marriage. And I even did that. I remember I was like, who's who's the best, you know, as a Jesus follower, who's got the best Christian marriage out there? And I would go listen to them talk or they'd speak at a conference. And I would like go home and be like, all right, this is what we need to do, this is what we need, and we need to pray together this many times. We need to read this, do this study, we need to get up together at this time and and that. And 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 I, and, and we would like, I would like go, no, we need to do this, honey, and we can have a marriage like like them. Okay, and they're like this. And she's like, Well, how do you know? And I'm like, Because they spoke at a conference and said that. Um, but ultimately, what we had to, to do for our marriage is, is we had to know that God had his own plan for our marriage. And as long as we're going back to the original design and we're trying to thrive in how he lays it out, he's going to um, cause our story, our marriage, it may not look like someone else's and their rhythm and and all of that, but it's going to be exactly a reflection still of of him and and the church and how that's to um, to look. And so one of the things that we've tried to do is uh, instead of trying to find some married couple that like we're like, oh we want to be them. No, we 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 connect and we go, hey, like what are some of the things that you do, right? And we learn from it. So we try to take a, a learning posture towards things that we identify that model what that looks like. And we've tried to implement those uh, things without being like, oh, we want to be them or 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 that. And so I think I think it's one going back to the original design, and then I think another piece too is 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 having a really honest conversation about the things you saw growing up in your parents' marriage, and being honest with that. The things that you liked, things that you didn't like, things that aligned with what you read in Scripture, and the things that didn't. And that really helps you. One, it, it gives you a little bit of grace, um, and you actually start to appreciate certain things that you saw maybe in. Uh, your parents some of you like you're like I've never seen my parents together I'm sorry that stinks and that's tough um, but there's also a ton of really neat people I know at our church that, that you you know could go to connect with and also get some feedback in but but that that is that is tough you have to go back to God's word because I just find more and more it's rare to see people living in it and I will say this too um, this is just kind of a a thing that I've learned is just because somebody has proven they can stay married for a long time doesn't mean they have a great relationship, okay? And so when you look to, to bring someone in into that, and you should. If you're going to get married, bring people into that. Um, you want to look for people that are passionate about Jesus and passionate about each other, right? Like you want to know that, man, you want them to love each other in their 50s or 60s or 70s, right? I mean, that's the cutest thing, right? When you see 70s and 80-year-olds and they're like, you know, they're like, it's like they still got it, you know, and, uh, and, and so um, I would say that oftentimes we gauge success in marriage off of years that they've been able to tolerate each other, and that's not, to me, a, a great relationship, okay, so you got to also define what, does it have those godly characteristics, So they treat each other like that, if they do, man, connect with them, and, and, and start thinking about what that would look like, but it is tough, it's harder and harder to see it, okay.